Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to yet another episode of TKW Weekly. This week, as always, we've got four quarters for you. In the first quarter, we talked about whether or not R.J. Barrett will close the season now averaging 20 points a game, giving us three 20-point-per-game scores on the season, as Denny B. predicted. Swisher okay. dish. In the second quarter, we talked about potential playoff matchups and if this team is going to make it out of the first round. In the third quarter, we talked about the rest of the season, forecasting whether or not we'll be able to make it at 50 wins with 10 games left. And in the fourth quarter, we discussed what everybody's been talking about all week, thanks to Dean. Sock shoe, sock shoe. <laughs> What's going on there? Enjoy the show. Let's go. Knock in. Hey, how about those Knicks? How about those Knicks? Hey, how about those Knicks? Hey, how about those Knicks, huh? What's going on, folks? Uh, welcome to another episode of TKW Weekly. Uh, this is the first quarter, so, you know, it's time for a little bit of a swisher dish after a very exciting statement game against the Nuggets. Uh, we're recording uh, Saturday right now, and it's uh, a beautiful game that we just watched uh, at, at MSG today, and, and, you know, Danny was there, so we'll get we'll get into it in, in this episode, but uh, the vibes are great right now. You know, that's what you want to see after a road trip, but uh, first quarter swisher dish right now. Does R.J. Barrett finish the season averaging over 20 points per game along Julius Randle and Jalen Brunson, who are both absolutely cooking? So, Sean, I'm going to lob it up to you first. Do we get three 20-point-per-game scores this year, whether it's ugly or not? I am going to switch this. I was going to say, like R.J. Barrett, I'm going to switch this, but I that would have felt disingenuous um, because <laughs> he is not shooting the ball. I think that's the wildest part. I think that's the most beautiful part of all of this. R.J. Bear is putting up 24 points a game, and he can't hit the ocean from the shore. And today, it didn't even matter. He's having great games. He's having great games. And so I'm confident the shot's going to start to fall. He's already averaging 23 points a game with the shot not falling. I think that to close the season out, I mean, Jalen's back now, but he's still going to be able to get his. I think he'll be putting up 20, 22, 24 a game around there uh, as the season closes out and it'll definitely get him to 20 and I'm hoping you get him to like 44%, 45% ish. That's like, if, if he, cause if he scores 20 on 45% as a third option, I don't want to hear anybody say he had a bad season. I don't care. I don't care. You can't, you can't call that a bad season. And so yes, Danny B's early season prediction, like first take of the year, three 20 point per game scores, swish it. Well, let's go. Strong swishing. I'm swishing. MSG was swishing. Oh, the Knicks were swishing. That's what was going on at uh, at the Denver game, the matinee game on Saturday. Um, a lot of swishing was going around. It's great, great vibes in the building, 100%. Back to this question. Um, I definitely think RJ Barrett will pull it off. Right now, um, he's actually at 19.9 at this very second after the Denver game, um, averaging per points per season um, for the season. So I predicted before the season, I think that they'd be one of the trios to hit 20 points per game, um, you know, it's it's just not a very common thing for uh, teams to do uh, anymore. So for them to three to do it and represent the Knicks, push them, you know, to the five seed, to the playoffs, just to a whole nother level, you know, altogether. Uh, I definitely see it coming. I definitely think RJ will finish. And the reason why is because Tibbs has been even talking about it also. He just wants RJ to attack, right? If you watch the morning drives, 
I say this all the time. I love when RJ is aggressive. The more aggressive, the better. And that's when he's at his best, is when he's aggressive and he's attacking again and again and again. And that's what Tibbs wants to see. So I think Tibbs is hammering that home. And you know what? He's been doing it a lot more lately. And I think he's been getting better at it. And I think he's going to finish the season um, getting more efficient at it, as you pointed to, Sean, also. So absolutely swishing that 100%. Yeah, uh, you know, like even Sean pointed out, just not taking i mean he's still taking threes like over the last six games he's shooting you know six attempts a game he's shooting 21 percent. but the point is he's cleaned it up inside the arc more where before it was just you know sometimes a little bit of the inconsistencies he'd go to shots maybe he didn't feel as confident with he wasn't hitting that uh that little mid-range fade away as much as you know we would like you know or as we once saw so he's been making it a point to just sort of rely on his strength and get back to the rim which you know that's what we wanted to see he's a strong player we know this um Sometimes he likes to be a little too finessey, but, you know, as long as he's, you know, more direct with his approach, usually that's when we see the best version of him. You know, even when uh, they had him play a little bit more spaced out, you know, when they have him do some little pick and rolls with Mitchell Robinson, right? He's very quick with it. It's just screen comes, bang, bang. He knows exactly where he's going to go. He either throws it up to Metri. He usually has his little angle to the rim. So he's just got to be consistent now. That's the main thing. You found an approach that works. You helped, you know, you found an approach that kind of turned around some of those efficiency issues a little bit. Um, so I think over the last six games, he's averaging 24 points now, um, uh, like almost 45% from the field in total. So, you know, just keep on doing what you're doing more or less. If it's working, you know, now you found something you can kind of find success off of. Uh, and, you know, they look good today uh, with against the Nuggets is the main thing. Um, that was a very balanced attack against a very good team. Fraudulent MVP, but a very good, you know, team um, that you want to see these kind of performances consistently as we kind of get into the playoffs. There's a lot of questions about, you know, how, how these guys are going to perform. You know, RJ and Randall in particular have a lot to prove this year. So it's good to see them consistently, whether it was Boston, whether it's Miami, whether it's Denver now, kind of repeatedly show up like that. So we're seeing sort of that balanced approach work. Hopefully we see it work in the playoffs now, but it's good to see them beat teams like this. So, yeah, I'm going to switch. I think that they're all going to average 20. He already is almost today after this performance. Um, he's just under. So I think he's going to finish the season strong because that's generally what R.J. Barrett does. He's a second-half player, second-half of the season player. Uh, even if he gets off to a slow start, he ends up finishing pretty strong to some, or just better in some degree. So I, I switch that. I think he averages 20. All right, folks, second quarter. Uh, just a little general discussion. And now that we're f- sort of firmly back in the five seed, um, briefly, we lost it to Brooklyn, but then Brooklyn kind of lost a couple there, and we've been back to our winning ways. So all, all is all is better in the world. I think we're a game and a half up again. Uh, I think things are fine. So uh, we're in the five seed now. We're feeling a little bit better. But as good as we feel after some of these wins, you know, like we just spoke about, you know, the, the Celtics won the Heat, you know, today, uh, you know, against the Nuggets, right? Um, a lot of focus for the fans is still, okay, this is great, but are we going to be able to produce in the playoffs now? Or, you know, are these guys going to be able to start, you know, to show up? Are we going to finally be able to maybe scrape one out? Uh win a playoff series, get to the second round. That's sort of, I think, where people's, maybe if their expectations aren't there, that's where we're all just sort of holding our breath and waiting to see. But we know that we could, right? It's 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 a borderline thing. I think this is a better team than a couple of years ago. But generally, the question I want to ask today is, does this team have what it takes to get out of the first round? Just very simply, because you know what the two outcomes are. Um, I definitely think that they have what it takes to get out of the first round. Currently, um, the way it stands, I really don't see anything changing. And I think that we're going to end up eventually playing the Cavs. Uh, and as Kyle's mentioned before in, pre- in a previous episode, that is the playoff storyline 
of the first round. Cavs, the Knicks, right? Trades, you know, the swirling around before the season. You know, Donovan Mitchell not able to get nabbed by the Knicks. The Cavs swoop in and pick him up, you know, and um, here they meet these two teams, you know, head-to-head in the first round of the playoffs. Um, you know, and I just think it, 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 it absolutely does create such a great story, um, and I'm looking forward to it. And more than that, on the basketball side of things, I think that we match up great against them. Obviously, they got some some guys in uh, in Mobley. You got obviously Donovan Mitchell there, that's explosive. But you know what? We played great against them. And you know what? Right now, when somebody says Donovan Mitchell to me, you know what I think of? I think of Hartenstein with a black. That's what I think of right now. You know what I'm saying? So that's the last impression that I got. So I'm hyped. I, I really don't mind it. I think that it is a great storyline, and I think it would be a great story for the Knicks to defeat that defeat that entire demon move on to that second round and squash that whole story and move on. Right. So that, that's what I see. And I really, you know, I've said it in previous episodes, I don't think anybody scares me, but the bucks. So um, bring on the calves, bring on the calves, baby. I've been saying for a while, like months at this point, I need Talk that four or five series of Cleveland. I've, I've been clamoring for the four or five series of Cleveland. This, this story has written itself and it's written itself beautifully. And this is the opportunity and once again, because like Danny said, show me my opponent. Like, I, I don't care. I, I look around and I see food. I think the Cavs are food. I think the Cavs think the Cavs are food. Uh, you can there never really confirm those reports, but like. Yeah, talk I, about it. I, that was a Cleveland reporter saying that they didn't want that. That wasn't like a – that was a Cleveland reporter saying, hey, they don't want – they, they want to see the Nets. Yeah, of course they do. Of course they do. They know the vibes. They knew how them under 100 twice. They know that. They know what type of time we're on. And so I, I, I think that's food. I want it. I think RJ would absolutely dominate that series because they have nothing for him. I think Jalen Brunson is going to sun Donovan Mitchell in the playoffs again oh, for the second year that's in a row dumb. on two completely different teams on a completely emoji. different coast. It's on the way. I need that. And after it happens, I don't want to hear that Donovan Mitchell is better than Jalen Brunson. I don't. Because well, what are we talking about and why are we saying it? Julius Randle is going to eviscerate Evan Mobley. It's up. And so, yeah, give me the Cavs. I don't think we're going to be losing games to the Pelicans and the Pacers and stuff like that. It's, it's go time. And we're healthy. And let's get it. Show me my opponent. Yeah. Why, who Let's should we go. be afraid of? We are the ones who not. Yeah, I, I love it. I, I think they get out of the second round this year. I, I think this is a it's a tough team. They've been pretty resilient all year. So to me, they got the goods for the playoffs this year. Um, so I mean, does you know the question being that do they have what it takes? They have what it takes. Um, I think the 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 Cavs matchup is that's real cinema. That's as an NBA fan, that's that's why that's why you watch this league. This is you get the dumb storyline pumped up all year. You get ex- all right, whatever, fine. You, know, you play him a couple times regular season, it's fine. You feel good about it when you win, and then you get him in the playoffs, and it's like, buddy, we get to go. And and, and the thing is too, I don't think we're gonna sweep him. I don't think it's it's. I think they're they're a very good team, but it's like knowing that we're gonna probably get a good like six game series out of this is like, if you win that series and you move on, right? That's you going to the second round feeling. You got confidence. Hopefully, hopefully not overconfident, but you you should be you should feel like. Wow, like 
yeah, we, we put it to bed ourselves, just, you know, with our play, whatever. Right? Why not so us? I, I think this team has been pretty motivated this year, whether it's for whatever reasons, why not us? You know, I think Jayla Brunson's had something to prove all year, you know, especially after getting snubbed. I think Julius has had something to prove all year. I think, you know, RJ's starting to bounce back a little bit. Mitchell Robinson's out there busting his ass every night. I think these, you know, we're healthy right now. We, we're playing really well as a whole. Uh, it's not just the winning streak, just the last, like, 15, 20 games. Of course, since December 4th, really, we all know the date. So um, I don't see why, especially with Josh Harden, so why, why, why would I be afraid come playoff time? I think this team definitely has what it takes. Um, I... Would love to see the Cavs matchup. That's the dream matchup. I I don't mind Philly either, just because I think they're. I always think that they're chokers. I think you always have a chance against them. I, they're terrific. MV is going to be a lot to deal with in a playoff series. You got but, the legend of Doc Rivers coaching. Yeah, but Lowe's. but they just you know something always seems to happen. So you have a puncher's chance against them. So it is what it is. But um. Give me the Cavs. The Cavs is is the one. Win or lose, like you you want a good series there. That's that's how I want to go out. No matter what, I want to play the Cavs, play them good. It's got to be a good long series, and we'll see what happens. But they got the goods to go to the second round. Sean, I don't, I don't know if everyone heard the news, but uh, it is Aaron Rodgers' intention to play for the New York Jets, the New York Football Jets, and. You know, the crazy thing about this, Sean, is on different occasions when, when superstars and names have come up, we have either tweeted or other people have tweeted to us that we should start the Jets wall. And, you know, I put it off. I couldn't in good consciousness start the Jets wall when I had to cover Zach Wilson at quarterback. I couldn't do it. It didn't feel right. It didn't sit with me. It wasn't the right time. <laughs> However, Aaron Rodgers has expressed his intention to play for the New York Jets. And what better time to talk Jets, the, the the three of us, the four of us, everybody really, all of you who asked, than all right now when we could finally count on a quarterback in a Jets jersey throwing touchdowns. It's a thing that's going to happen. No more are we going to struggle for 10 points a game, Sean. So I just want to laugh it up to you, buddy. How, how are you feeling? Are you excited about this Jets ball thing? I mean, we, I know you've, you've been pressing me before to do this, and you get your chance. We, we get our chance here, so we're going to take a stab at it. But how, how are you feeling right now in general? Hey, all you people. Hey, all you people. Hey, all you people, won't you listen to me? <laughs> I just got some news. No ordinary news. The New York Jets have a QB. Oh, my God. Sing it, Sean. Gone are the days of watching offense in a dead stall. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Jets wall. We here. It's going to be Let's such go, a great bro. time. I am so excited to, like, because our team is so good already. Jet and light, it's just, bro. like, Talk about with, it. The, with the defense, the top five defense, the I saw a rating today that had them as the number four cornerback duo in the league. I think that's the most di disrespectful ranking I've ever seen. The best cornerback duo in the league. They should have both been all pros, to be honest. But, hey, Sauce Gardner, DJ Reed, we got Quinn. Like, we, the defense is there. You know it's going to be what it is. The offense, Garrett Wilson got 1,100 with weeks of having nobody be able to throw him the ball. Yes. Nobody be able to get him the ball. Garrett Wilson might oh. go for 2,000 yards. Like, stop playing. Lazard, Brees Hall, Aaron Rodgers, ladies and gentlemen. We have struggled for so long. We have suffered for so long. We have Aaron Rodgers. 
one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, a year removed from back-to-back MVPs. Don't let anybody tell you, oh, he's 40. Well, when he was 38, the league was in trouble. So we here, we here. Oh, my goodness. Zach Wilson threw for 18 yards last year, and we still barely lost the game. Let's go. Let's How you go. feeling, Jenny B? I'm listen. I'm I'm all about defense, right? That that's how I am in basketball. I'm the same way in football, right? Jets have always had pretty good defenses. Um, you know, think about it. We got an all-time great in in Darrell Revis, right? Uh, legend. And now you got Sauce Gardner just taking that mantle right up. And it's like when you got when the Jets have a great cornerback like that, like the defense has a cornerstone, you know what I'm saying? And, and kind of everything else revolves, not revolves, but works around it and kind of splinters out from there. Right. So now you got Aaron Rodgers on the other side of the ball just to kind of help complete the package. Like you got people talking about the Jets becoming a contender right off the bat. I mean, is this not the time to start the Jets wall? I mean, listen, I, I saw some people. You know, whatever, guys. I, I don't. First of all, I don't care. Don't get me fired, Ed. I don't care if he is. I don't care if he is. Yeah, go. we do. But I, I don't care if he's a little washed, right? Like the bar is. We all know the bar is hell. I don't even have to say it, right? He could be seventy-five percent, and it's going to be a hundred percent better than what we were dealing with, really. So I, I thought he looked fine last year. His receivers weren't great. Lazard was like his one, and he shouldn't have been. You know, like Lazard's going to be like the three now. Like you're in a good position, right? Um, but also these moves tend to work when these guys are sort of getting washed, but they're not quite there yet. We saw it with Brady and the Bucks. Obviously, it's time Brady, right? So you're like, okay, you scoff with that one a little bit. It worked with Matthew Stafford and the Rams, and he's no Brady. These are good moves. It worked with Broncos and uh, Peyton Manning, and he was you throwing ducks. He was throwing ducks, and it was shot. still good enough. These guys, when they're, when they're this good, you just you get them and you figure it out. I think obviously they should have just went for Lamar Jackson. I just you know, disclaimer: I got to get it in while, while we're talking. But I feel like the Ravens are going to match, though. So I'm not even too mad. I feel like the Ravens are going to match. Yeah, I, I, they, they might know stuff we don't know. So I, I would have, you know, as a fan, you know, whatever. Of course, I want Lamar first. But this is a more, this is more than a fine play. It's not even really a plan B. It's a one B. This is a fantastic option. So yep. uh, yes, yes, we're going to start the Jets wall. You can follow us at the Jets wall on Twitter. Um, so, you know, we'll get started there very soon. Obviously we're in the off season here, but good stuff on the way. I'll probably have a little giveaway for you guys coming up, but yeah, uh, check out the Jets wall. Uh, excited to get started on some football for you guys. Uh, all these years talking Nick. So, uh, you know, a lot of you guys wanted it. So, you know, Jets wall, here it is. We'll see what happens. Let's go with Jets. J E T S Jets, 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 gang green. Let's get it. All right, folks, it's the third quarter time. So you know what that means. Uh, if you're in the TKW community, which almost 2,000 of you are, we always pull tweets up uh, that we see. And we like to put you up on the, the Jumbotron here and just kind of go through whether it's some takes or rants or whatever else, some questions. We always just try to pick one out. So uh, this one is from Marcelito at Marcel uh, Jig underscore. And he says, maybe I'm reaching, but the Knicks winning 50 games is a real possibility. Minnesota at home, at Miami Heat, at Orlando Magic, home against the Rockets, home against the Heat, at the Cleveland Cavaliers, home against Washington, at Indian, uh, Indiana, at New Orleans, and then at Indy uh, again. So basically, we'd have to go 8-2 and two over that stretch to have 50 wins. So, uh, Sean, do you see us going 8-2 and two over the last 10? Do you see us hitting that 50-win streak for the first time since 2012-2013? So while I can't guarantee it, like I can't guarantee what the outcome of these games will be, you know, anything could happen any night, it's the NBA. But 
I, I'm looking here, man, and I'm seeing I, I expect to go into Cleveland on an eight-game win streak. I, I expect to take these next five. That is just the way that I feel about the Miami Heat. I think they're food. Uh, and I, I think we're a better team than them. I'm going to be at that next one. I expect a dub. Um, you know, we're a better team than the Magic. We're going to kill the Rockets at home. You know, the Heat, we're going to beat the Heat at least once. And so maybe there's one loss in there from the Heat. Uh, we're going to go into Cleveland. I think that we can smack Cleveland there. But, you know, you never know what happens. Maybe. The, but uh, just the odds of us losing to the Heat and losing to the Cavaliers, losing to the Pacers, losing to the Pelicans, I don't see. There's just a lot like we're we're in a different place now where when I look at the schedule, it's hard to see us, it's hard for me to see us losing to certain teams. Like even coming into today's Denver game, I expected to win this game. Like I wasn't surprised. I expected to I had to I I was like, yo, we're gonna be in the Thanks territory. We're gonna go to four against Minnesota. Like I expect to win this game. And so being able to expect to win these games and having them back me up, even shooting 30%, a lot has to go wrong for this team to lose basketball games. I think it's very possible that we finish these next 10 and don't lose more than two, for sure. So I'm right there with you. I totally agree, right? Like, the way that I break this down is I look at these last 10, right? I kind of look at how they've been playing since December 4th and on because that's kind of like the the the, the basement, the basis point, right? I, I start there and I look onward because that's when everything's changed and that's how we've stayed. So that's that's my basis. Um, and I look at that and how they've played, how many games they've lost, right? Not a lot. Not a lot, right? How many games now I look back since they've really turned this corner and shown me that they, they that they're a team that's gonna really make, you know, make make a statement in, in the playoffs. I think only two, right? So now you look at these last 10 games, and like Sean said, I mean. Honestly, I think that they've turned a corner enough where I look at every game like every game is a winnable game and it's ours to lose. That That's kind of how I look at every game, regardless of who we're playing. I don't care who we're playing, even against the Bucs at this point. It, every game right now is a winnable game. Um, so you look at these last 10, maybe you lose two. Maybe. I think it's it's totally doable. You know what I mean? Of course, there's odds and, you know, you throw one out, one other in there and say maybe they just miss 50 win and, and they get 49. But I mean, it's totally doable. Um, if this was a switch of dish, man, I'm switching the shit out of this. I'm saying they get 50 wins. I'm just, I'm throwing it. Let's go. Yeah, Denny. I'm sticking with it. Yeah. I, I gotta be the, I'm not going to be the guy. I'm not trying to be a downer. I don't want it to fun as a downer. <laughs> so, so nobody poo poo me. Uh, if you, if I would, if I would have said we would have won 47 or 48 wins to, you know, uh, 48, 47 games to start the season, we all would have, you know, been over the moon. We all would have taken it immediately without thinking, um, so that's what I think they finish with. I don't think it's anything disrespectful. I just think they've been really, really high. Even, you know, they, they lost a couple of games in a row after the nine-game win streak. They got right back on the horse. They they won in L.A. They won in Portland. They won again at home against the Nuggets. And, they, you know, they sort of righted the ship from that, right? Um, it's going to be hard to to win that many to just close out the year. I think, you know, I think probably six and four, seven and three. I think they have a winning record. To end it, I think that I don't think they're going to stumble in going, you know, four and six or five hundred. So I, I certainly think they have a winning record. Um, it's just eight and two is pretty tough. So I'm going to take them at probably like forty eight wins, and I think that's still, you know, tremendous season. I think that's that that's fine. Fifty would be. I'd love to be wrong here, but you know, the eight and two would be really amazing going into the playoffs. I feel really overconfident, but um, definitely a winning record to close out. But I think 47, 48 wins. At the end of the day, right? Like when you get to the playoffs. Regular season record doesn't freaking matter, right? So throw it out the way. So who gives a crap? But for you know these, these types of purposes, yeah, I'm gonna throw a dart right at the fifty. 
You know what I'm saying? Right at the bowl. I want that 50. Um, and that's what it is. You know what I'm saying? That's what it is. Let's get it. Yeah, and I want that 50 and feel like we're capable of getting it. But like Kyle said, like, if it's 47, 48, it's still a great season, and I'm I'm with that. But my thing in terms of how I look at it, and almost like what Danny said in terms of how each game is ours to lose, like, Josh Hart is still yet to lose a game with Jalen Brunson. Like, you know, like, those that losing streak, as unfortunate it was, it was with us missing Jalen Brunson. I kind of look at this, that little, we had a long break. The schedule worked out for us weirdly we had a long break i looked at this as like almost how i looked at coming back from the all-star break when it was like we're adding mitch and we're adding josh hart and so it was almost okay this team played well enough to get it back on track and we're adding jalen brunson for this last close and i you know that version it's tough to beat that team so i was getting ready to go to the denver game right and i get my jersey on you know i um i pick out my shoes Crisp Air Force Ones, all whites. You got to have a, a good pair of those. Right, Fresh, right, right. always. Of course. So I sit down on the couch, right? And I go to bend down to put on my shoe. And all I can think of is Jalen Brunson. <laughs> putting on one sock and shoe on one foot at a time. And then putting it on the other. And then all I see is Dean, our guy D, TKW member, pod, podcast host, Dean, right, calls out the sock-shoe-sock-shoe combination. And it's like, this has been in my head now. Every time I put my shoes on, I take them oh, off. Madness. This is all I see. And I don't know who to blame. I think I kind of have to blame my guy, Dean, the, who I'm just going to call sock-shoe-sock-shoe guy, right? I think he really got in Jalen's head. J Jalen was shook. Um, Jalen Jalen tweeted the next, you know, he tweeted trying to save himself first. He's like, I don't usually do that. Like, like it's not me. It's not, that's not really me. You know, I don't usually do that. And then he followed it up a few hours later. He's like, maybe, maybe I am crazy because he posted another video uh, where he was trying, he was, uh, he was trying to prove to us that he doesn't uh, sock, shoe, sock, shoe it. Oh, it's not a normal thing. But then he sock, shirt, sock, it, and then shoes. Nah, bro. Nah, bro. You put on your socks before your shoes or your shoes? <laughs> look. Look. Sock number one. Go ahead and put your shoe on. Let them know you crazy. Nah. That's almost that's almost stranger, you know? At, at least one one way you were just committed still to your feet, you know? But going going uh foot back on top, back to your feet is also sort of maddening. So I mean Sean just unorthodox. Uh, yeah, I mean, what, what were your takeaways from this? Because, I you mean, know, really. The wild part is, like, not only did he go sock, shirt, sock, but, like, he only put the sock halfway on. And then he stopped to put the shirt on, which makes me think that he does usually do sock, shoe, sock, shoe. And then he started to do it today, and he thought, no, I need he, a yeah, video that shows them that I don't usually do this. So then he got quick to record, got up, stopped mid-sock, put his shirt on, and then went to focus on putting both socks on. We are on to you, bro. We're we on to it. you. We see and, it. And, and Dean made it. Yo, Dean really broke Jalen Brunson. That was hilarious. But, you know, hey, whatever. Listen, whatever it is has led him to be like that That first quarter today against Denver was just like, bro, like, he, is this the greatest basketball player of all time? So <laughs> put on put on your socks and shoes in whatever order you want, bro. It's worth yeah, it. For real, man. Hey, yeah. You. You're gonna kill it as the point guard of the Knicks. You can put your suit, your shot, your socks and shoes on however you want. The only thing I will say is just don't wear socks with with sandals. That's like I just I, I can't. No, you ain't got a lot of kick it, Jalen.
I really, I really did lose it when he did tweet. It's like maybe I am crazy. Dude, it was I, so thought, funny. I, I thought, think about, think about how hilarious this must be to him before he sent the tweet out. You don't send the tweet out with a straight face. He, nah, he was laughing his ass, la- laughing his ass. Somebody just like, you know, like he probably rewatched the video a hundred times, and then he's just like, bro, that's like, that is crazy. That's psychotic. <laughs> and then I, I, I imagine he sent that, that tweet out with a good laugh. I just like, you know, what? you guys are right. That's that's insane. So this whole saga has been terrific, really. It, I mean, the team is just such a good it, laugh. They were the that that's huge, man. Like when the team is having fun like that, like it's good vibes and good energy. That's why I was kind of like disappointed that Mitch threw that out there. You know what I'm saying? I guess he's going through something and he just didn't know where else to go. But at the same time, like it's like the vibes are so high. You know what I mean? Like you don't want to be that that kink in the chain. You know? And, and I'm proud of how the team handled that too. Like yeah, me too. You know, like every nobody has like everybody's even Tibbs. Like he was just like yeah, you know, we're human. These guys are human. So sometimes. Like it wasn't nobody tripped. He Mitch owned up for it and said he was wrong and apologized. And... I good to see him respond either way. And um, he plays his ass off is the other thing. Like I don't, it's not like I ever see him like upset like this. And then he's like loafing. You know, even he didn't have a great West Coast trip, but he wasn't loafing it. He just he had a couple of tough matchups for him personally. Nothing crazy. Uh, he's right. you know you're allowed to have bad games either way, right? Um, but you know. He came back. He busted his ass tonight. Great moment with the alley oop at the end of the the game against the Nuggets. Uh, Hell yeah! Know, really, the Garden was electric. So, yeah. as long as as long as you bust your ass, people aren't going to care what you have to say. You're allowed. This is this is a team sport. You're not the first guy. You're not the last guy who's ever going to be frustrated about something or something on the team dynamic or think you could contribute more. It's totally normal. This is what happens in pro sports. So totally normal feeling. Just you know, try to handle it in house. Of course, that's what you want to see, um, especially as we try to clean up our organizational image you know we want less less things out but um really was not a, a big deal to begin with and especially not a big deal once he you know he, he took care of it on his own so uh good moment for him against the nuggets uh great game in general uh he busts his ass every night so always always gonna support big mitch all the time you too shout out mitch definitely